the, the greatest leader will be the one who can suffer the most, meaning the one who sets the greatest example will be the one who can suffer the most. The one who's the most productive who can su- is the man that can suffer the most. The one with the greatest results will be the man that can suffer the most. The, the man who is the most valuable will be the man who is most dependable will be the man that can suffer the most. I'm Chris Rodak. This is the Rising Father Podcast. I've got Kyle Carnahan of Superhuman Fathers on with me. This is the second time I've interviewed him, and it's been a blast following him, watching him explode in growth. And he's one of the guys I go to every morning to get pumped up and just kind of figure out how to live my life that day. So welcome, Kyle. Dude, thanks, man. It's been like, I don't know how long it's been since our last one, but it might as well have been a lifetime ago based on, you know, shit that's been going on in my life, bro. Yeah, I just want to. I want to start off talking to you about that because we. I think it was. I don't know, six eight months ago, somewhere somewhere like that. Yeah. But you've just exploded, blown up, and tell me what life is like now, man. Um, damn, it's good. It, life's good. I, I, especially this week, man. Like, so like, there's this there's this hustle and grind that you got to do to like build something. You have this dream, and you have this like all this doubt. But you're just like, fuck it. I don't care. I love this idea. And I just, I want to help people. And that's how Superhuman Fathers started. So I was just like, I didn't have any expectations, you know? And uh, I was like, man, it'd be nice to not have to work overtime at the firehouse. And so we started getting some clients in and getting some crazy transformations. And I started pulling in two, 3000 extra a month. And I was like, babe, I don't have to work overtime anymore. Like, this is the best. And I love this shit. I would do it for free. In fact, mm-hmm. I have for like 10 years. <laughs> but now, like, monetizing your passion, like, unbelievable. And uh, and then it just grew to 10 to 20 grand a month and 40 grand a month and 80 and 100 and 150 and seven employees later. And now, um, you know, we've, we've helped over 400 guys and I mean, this has been a, like a year and a half, dude. Maybe 19, 20 months at this point. That's uh, amazing. But, so 19, 20 months is the start of what? Because you uh, said you were doing it for like 10 years before that. So what What was 20 months now? Me going to the world. Because like, I did it for firemen for free for years, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, when I say did it, I just was – I didn't realize I was life coaching. That's how I was doing. Mm-hmm. I thought I was just getting guys ripped. <laughs> but – uh, the conversations that I always had would be about life and philosophy and mindset, discipline, mm-hmm. you know? And so when I put that out to the world, like I, I had one day where I put on my Instagram, like, hey, I am coaching men. That was a day. And then 19 or 20 months, wherever we're at now, later, this is where we sit. And like literally a dream. And then this last week, my daughter got sick. Yep. Right. She was in the hospital. She had pneumonia and, uh, and, and just was like low, low oxygen saturations, scary looking back at it in the, in the midst of it. I'm, I'm just in battle mode. Like I'm not really worried. I'm just kind of like, I've been a paramedic a long time. So like I'm mm-hmm. used to kind of like doing whatever needs to be done. But now looking back, I was like, that was kind of gnarly, but I was taken kind of out of my realm of working on the business and my team just handled it. I just handled it. When I was like, oh shit, I don't even need to be here anymore. Like I created a machine that is like in and of itself is very powerful in changing men's lives. The group. That's amazing. Yeah. You're living. Um, it's so many guys have dreams of a better life and dreams of what they envision. They want their life to be like. And sometimes those dreams stay dreams. You know, they don't, it's hard to go from this is what I want. I see the goal. I see it clearly to making it actually happen. Like there's a huge yeah. uh, valley between those two things happening. Yeah. But you know you've been grinding and working your ass off the past two years every single day. Um, so it's, it's awesome to see that yes, it can happen. Kyle's doing it. Like it actually can happen. Full time fireman now entrepreneur. You know, killing it. Yeah, man. I and it really like. It comes down to such a simple concept of just thinking, having ideas, writing down a plan, and then showing up and doing that every day, right? 
Like, that's it. There is a caveat to this, to where, like, people want to, like, build something amazing, but they personally are not ready to build something amazing. And so, so much of this has been development just of myself and my ability to suffer and my ability to be dedicated to something even when I don't want to. And especially as a coach who's teaching people about fitness and family and emotional control, mm -hmm. like I have to live that at a high level, you know? I don't have to be perfect. I just have to be good at it. You know, just like a sport, someone, a coach in sports or whatever, like has to know what he's doing, has to have played the game, mm -hmm. know the details of it, you know? Now, do you have a guide, a mentor of your own? Yeah, I have so many. I have so many. I'm like a quarter million deep in personal development in the last two years. So even right now, like I've gone, like Wes Watson's my, he's my guy since the beginning. Like mm -hmm. I just, I just love that dude so much. He's done so much for me, taught me so much. And, um, and, and I, I really have glommed onto like Garrett White with Wake Up Warrior. Yeah. Uh, he leads a, a large group of men. He's yeah. a visionary. That guy's a, he like thinks and then just makes stuff happen um, at a high level. Like he's broken it down. So like, you know, I, I, I did some shit this year, but the cool thing about being, a, always be around people that are way far ahead of you because they'll make you realize like how beginner you actually are instead of walking around and be like thinking you, you're killing it all the time. Like I had a great year. Yeah. Like we, we, we created a seven figure coaching business that is absolutely changing lives at a, at a level that, I mean, physically and emotionally and family, like I don't really see many places, right? But I still, I don't walk around like I'm a freaking badass, dude. I, I, I'm constantly thinking like how much more men need help and like how I fall short. And like, I don't, I don't need a pat on the back. I just want progress. You know, mm -hmm. I'll be better. But so then, and then the other one that I'm, that I've been really watching closely is, uh, Andy Elliott. He's, uh, he runs the Elliott group. He works with Brad Lee. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're a sales coaching business, but dude, that guy fires his people up. His leadership's insane. Um, his guys are just like, they'll die for him, man. Like mm -hmm. his leadership's amazing. So I've kind of glommed onto those three, um, as of late, but I've had, a dozen others yeah that i've just learned from paid to teach me yeah you know yeah that's important that's something that a lot of people are afraid to do you know that's and that's like the quickest route they don't know if, bro <laughs> how would i do this without guys that have been there like they cut they literally cut 20 years off of my progress because i i had people that were very high level that understood could see from outside view and i'd ask them questions and i would just do what they said yeah <laughs> Like, well, I don't know. That's a lot of money. I have to talk to my wife. It's like, <laughs> all right, dude, stay stuck forever. Like the like well, your wife's gonna get it. Hey, I'm gonna spend ten grand for this educational thing to go take yeah. a risk. Like your wife's gonna tell you no, especially if you've been a shit bag and you you haven't been like showing up for her or your family at a high level. Like she's gonna trust yep. you to do that. Like if you want to do that shit. Just pull the trigger. Ask for forgiveness later. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? I've heard that excuse many times. We had a, a real estate ad agency um, and trying to close a client. And it'd be the, I've got to talk to my wife about it, who was not the real estate agent, not the person doing the business. I said, okay, well, she, is she going to be the one making these decisions with you? If, if so, then she should be on the call right now and she should be handling your finances. Um I just, dude, I don't, I don't have to talk to my wife about any of that stuff. She trusts me, and I trust her. Like, she want, if she wants to buy something, she buys it. Yeah. I don't even care what it is. She could spend a hundred grand, and I trust her. You know, the other thing is, is I want her to be able to make decisions. Like, as men, mm -hmm. all the time we're like ripping on our wives for buying shit. Just get out there and make more fucking money. Stop bitching about your wife spending stuff. Stuff like, work overtime, make a side business, like. Yeah. Give your wife what she wants. We're always, oh, I trust me. I did this for years. I was like scarcity minded and just like always bitching about my wife buying like throw pillows and stuff. And like mm -hmm. that shit makes her happy, man. Like she yeah. wants that. 
Why would we not provide that for her? You know, and I know guys get frustrated because they're like, well, I'm, at a, I'm capped and I can't make more money. And dude, that's just you and your ability to deliver value to the world. Like that's your skill sets. Like listen to, to Christopher, like he teaches a whole system of how to build an online business. Do you realize that that is a skill set? If you learn, you will make a shit ton of money. You get really good at it and you'll make money. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Like that's it's such a huge sticking point for so many guys, um, and the people that need it most are the ones the most unwilling to listen to that kind of talk. You know, the ones who are the most stuck in the hourly jobs and the, you know, just it's it's kind of depressing thinking about it. But you know, seeing your life leave you year by year at work without any hope for getting ahead, and it doesn't have to be like that. You know, it it does not have to be like that. There's people. I mean, you know, you created a seven-figure coaching business in two years. I mean, if you could tell someone, hey, you can do two years from now, your life is going to look this different than it does right now. Are you willing to make some changes? Are you willing to sacrifice for two years? I'm sure many of them would say yes, you know, but when it comes down to the daily work, that it might be tougher. Yeah, and it's the faith, too, and, like, belief in, in it because we've been so, like, sold to so much our whole lives that we always feel like someone's trying to rip us off. When in reality, yeah. like most coaches that I've had, most have given me exceptional value for what I paid them. Like mm -hmm. I was actually surprised because I came from a scarcity background. And so I would hire a coach and I'd be like, wow, this actually is really good. And they're like, yeah, what do you, what do you think it was? Like I had a bunch of testimonials and like I've been doing this for a long time, but I always had that underlying, like, am I getting taken here? But thing with the Instagram age it's like you can't fucking hide dude like you can't even be a fake and make it like but you could be a coach and just fake your whole life and just do uh, ads on TV and shit nobody would know your real life but now with Instagram like like I show everything like people know my yeah. family like they know my struggles they know my hardships they know my strengths they know my weaknesses you know and they see me showing up every day so it's like alright well this guy seems legit because i've been watching him for two years showing up every damn day you know yeah that's one of the things you got to kind of put in the time with to try to build trust with people you can't switch it on one day and have everything convert the very next day i mean that's it's got to be a multi-month multi-year thing if you want to actually develop trust with your audience yeah dude and it's like so what you got to show up every day for two years like and then if you have the attitude like oh after two years then i can stop showing up you're not paid for entrepreneur life anyway, you know? Like, if you're you're trying to do this to, like, chill, it's probably not for you. You should probably stay at your day job, you know? Yeah, that's a that's another trap. That's another struggle. It's if Because whenever you go from 9 to 5 work to, you know, entrepreneurial stuff, it's you're thinking, like, when is this going to get easier? You know, like, when when am I going to hit that sweet spot where it's not hard anymore? Yeah. That's, and that's like that's the sweet spot a lot of guys are in when they're doing that nine to five work. It's like it's like yeah, I'm getting paid. It's not that hard. I could keep doing this yeah. for another twenty five, thirty years. No big deal. But like yeah, you have to kind of get used to that fear of hey, no sales could come in tomorrow unless I do something right now. Dude, it would have been so much easier to stay at my fire station on the truck and work my two or three days a week, and then have my three or four days off a week where I have zero responsibility. And I can just play, ride my skateboard, surf with my boys, and do jujitsu. Like, that'd be a way easier road. But I had a moment where I was like, I'm going to retire at 60% at 57. I'm like, this is what I'm leaving my family? Like, that's the kind of man I, I want to be? Like, nah, I'm a high-level motherfucker. Like, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna give my family something amazing, and I'm going to build something amazing with the rest of my life, my second half, you know? Like... I want to have some bigger impact in this world than just perfecting my Smith grinds in the, in the <laughs> at the Oceanside Skate Park. Not to say I don't mm -hmm. skate anymore, but you know, it's just it's just a different focus. It's just to me, it means more. It's more impactful, you know. Um, and so you just choose absolutely what you want out of life, and then you do the things that get you what you want. You know, you you got to decide like what is it that I really want. And am I willing to make the sacrifice necessary to get it? If you are, then hire a coach and he will 
or she will skip past all the bullshit and help you get there pretty damn fast if you're willing to do the work. Yeah, and I, like you said earlier, so many guys are afraid of kind of getting scammed and afraid of the unknown out there in the world. Yeah. And because you know, but it's, but I'm sure anyone that is has never hired a multi-thousand-dollar coach or anything like that. But I remember the first the first guy I hired. You know, I went from doing nothing like that to hiring someone to teach me how to build an online business, and I I knew nothing about online business at all, and it just felt so good, like spending thousands of dollars on me. Yeah. Like I didn't know it was going to feel like that. I felt guilty buying like a twenty dollar thing off of Amazon before, and then dropping like you know thousands of dollars on a coach to show me how to build a business. Felt so good, and I had no regrets. My wife had no regrets, and we were just like, yeah, let's do it. But it was the, after you do it for the first time, it's amazing how it all makes sense. You know how you're so willing to do it again, and then yeah. same thing. Another opportunity happened up. I said, it was just yes, immediately, boom. I see where that's going to take my life. Yeah, I want to do that right now. That's all I want. Like I don't, I don't care about like big house, nice cars. Like I just want education and progress. Like spiritually, emotionally, um, physically, uh, skill wise, in, in business. Like that's all I want. That's my. That's where I spent my money. You know, I bought my wife a, a X Tesla X because I was like investing in my wife is something very important to me as well. You know, so we had a great year, and I was like, she's talking about this car, so I was just like. Here you go, you know, and I was like, "Here's your dumb electric car." And then I drove it. <laughs> I drove it, and I was like, "Holy shit, this thing's amazing! Can I have this?" Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, but but yeah, I I'm just very happy, just like making good money to be around very high level people that can teach me high level skills. Um, yeah, and and just be better at life in general, you know. Absolutely. Um, so you said you you have. You said like seven employees now. Are, they, are those all like coaches? Or are they managers? Yeah. What does that look like? Two are coaches. Um, I, Your brother's one of those? You have two, one or two brothers? Yeah, two brothers that work for me. One's the okay. C, my CFO, and then one is my head coach, but also the president of the company. That's Ryan. He's yeah. the president of Superhuman Fathers, which is so rad. He was a Spanish teacher. I was talking to him this morning. I, I go, hey, bro. Because I was listening to him. on. He goes on some podcasts. And he's, dude, the guy is just so... He's just got a framework in his head that is like so clear. He needs to come on your podcast. You'd love to have him. He's, he's just very powerful um, because he cares so much and he just thinks about these little philosophical details about like mm -hmm. life and discipline and transformation. And he just went through one that was so massive over the last two years. As I grew this, he changed as the business changed and ended up like becoming a literally a different human. So like we both had these massive transformations and a couple months ago, I was like, dude, can you just sit in the president seat of the company? He's like, no way, man. I'm like, yeah, you're freaking president of superhuman fathers. He's like, this is crazy. I'm like, I know. So it's just really cool as brothers kind of coming up on with this and building it together. It was a huge part of it. Mm. Uh, but, uh, Shit, I forgot the question. What were we talking about? So you got two coaches. And oh, yeah, then... yeah, two coaches. And then I've got uh, someone that sets appointments. And then I got an intake guy, too, that does the interviews. So, like, I was doing all the interviews to bring people in. Sales, yeah. like sales you'd call that. Mm -hmm. But um, now I have, like, a team of guys that have been through my program. Both my guys had the gnarliest transformations, and now they're selling the spots in Superhuman Fathers. Yeah, superhuman fathers. They're so damn passionate about it because they lived it. And one of my guys lost a hundred pounds, saved That's his crazy. marriage. The other guy was walking with a cane, and he was a vet, injured vet, walking around with a cane. And now he's he lost like sixty pounds. He's all ripped now, like doing box That's awesome, and man. shit. Like so, these are my guys that are selling our program. Like, mm -hmm. good luck not buying. Like. I, my, the proof we have is so insane that like don't definitely don't go on that call if you're worried about buying or not because you're going you're going to sign up <laughs> like there, there's, you just can't deny it it's it's too good so mm -hmm. but anyway now like that was my spot and my coo mark i hired a coo uh, you know million dollar business hiring a coo usually not a good idea but I'm looking at being this eight-figure business. So I was like, fuck it. Let's hire him. Let's just push it. Burn this shit down if we have to. I can always contract and keep helping people. So 
It's like yeah. everyone's afraid to make moves. But what's worst case scenario? You know, like I was on my uh, I was at my 20 year anniversary dinner with my wife, mm-hmm. and I go, "Hey, babe, I'm I'm taking some risks with all this." I was like, "I'm not trying to hold on to everything. Like, I'm pumping it back into the business. I'm playing this game." Like if I if I don't, I'm a hypocrite because I tell people progress, push, take risks, make things happen, and just because I got someplace comfortable, if I'm gonna sit there and just miser all this money, what a bitch, you know? So, mm-hmm. so she's like, "Good, do it." She's like, "I'll live in a trailer. I'll work at Trader Joe's. I don't give a fuck." I'm like, "Baby, God, this is why we're gonna just explode because together we don't care. Like we'll just do whatever." And we'll just we'll we'll be happy with whatever wherever we end up, and we'll always be able to help people. You know, that relationship with the wife is so important, and so many um, guys need that need to work on that. That's that's like a missing piece. You know, it's the fitness is obviously huge that affects every part of your yeah. uh, part of your life. But if you are married, or you know have a girlfriend that lives with you or whatever, um, you have to work on that relationship because man like you either have someone boosting you at all times or you have someone pulling you down like you've got you've got like some jordans or you got a, a weight just tied around your ankles at all times and if you've got like a great partner that you're you know tackling the world with then nothing there's nothing that can stop you it literally is the most important piece of it all like if, if your marriage sucks and you're not getting along with your wife first of all it's your fault it's your fault because you're you're the leader of the family like figure it out man like especially these people like there's like guys that are in sales and they're like i can't get along with my wife i'm like aren't you in sales you must be a shitty sales <laughs> you can't sell to your wife yourself like damn we always go to work and then we come home and we just like we don't even look at them we're like we don't even look at them when we talk to them we're like yeah. we're like all having fun out in the world come home and then we're just like boring all of a sudden it's like what mm-hmm. weird like we forget, we totally forget. We give them no real love. Like how many how many times do you like look at your wife in the eyes and talk to her excited and like hold her hand and like hug her from behind and plan dates and like be fun and exciting, right? Like she's, chicks need that. And, and if we don't give it to them, they're gonna hate us. They're gonna be miserable and they ain't gonna support us or trust us. And in the end, like all this shit that I do, I love having impact. I love helping men. I love this. Everything I do is for my woman. Like in the end, like in the end, we're romantics. We love our lady. Like, and if that is fucked up, that relationship, something's gonna be wrong, dude. You're gonna, you're gonna be all discombobulated in everything, in your money game, your fatherhood game, your personal development game. Just the way you look at yourself in the mirror. Do you talk about that in your coaching and in your All program? All day that- long, bro. It's the base. Yeah. They go, hey, yeah. hey, Kyle, I want to lose some fat. I'm like, all right, cool. You got to do that. Yeah, you definitely need to lose some fat. How's your marriage? They're like, what? Like, yeah, how's your relationship with your wife? Oh, it's okay, I guess. Ooh, that's not good. Okay, I guess. That means it's shitty. Hmm. But what's going on? You know, We actually have a rating system that we built. Connection. Let's see if I can remember. I always forget these. We just we just built it, so it's it's connection, service, and energy, and then you you have points that you uh, get every day for each of those, and then you report them every single night with your macros because we give you number breakdowns for what you're going to eat mm-hmm. every day. So we get you rip, and uh, I mean, really, what are the things guys deal with the most that are the most difficult? Food, like they have a hard time with food and drink, man. Like putting stuff in the pie holes just controls them, and they're assholes. <laughs> right and, and then when you don't feel good about yourself because you're stuffing your, your face and you're fat you're going to be more of an asshole now it's even worse to get along with your wife it's just yeah it's awesome. a vicious cycle vicious cycle man that's um I, I kind of i've been posting more about marriage recently um and it's it's kind of like a filtering process of your audience because there's a large swath of of men out there who do not want to hear anything about cooperative relationships with your wife. And I enjoy watching the follower count go down um, after I post those videos. But, you know, so a lot of them, and I love seeing the follower count go up when I post those as well, because I know the people I'm getting <laughs> with those kind of videos 
that talk about cooperation and you know loving your wife and working together are the kind of people I want around me. Like yeah, they're always like healthy. I'll tell you what. I had I just one uh, video about me and my wife about how you like I was at the gym, she was at the gym, I went to jujitsu. She like we were working together to help each other build ourselves. Yeah, I remember. And that. it went like semi-viral. Went got like half a million. I got you know a couple thousand followers from it, but everyone that followed me was in shape. And their profile picture was them with their kid, them with their wife. Everyone that unfollowed me or left a nasty comment looked like shit. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah. like, they just looked like they looked miserable. Yeah, you're like, oh, so I was like, okay, okay. that's okay. You know, that's okay if this kind of thing happens. Yeah, man. Yeah, that that always always helps. Yeah, I, like all the hate I get, you know, I look at their profile. I'm like, oh, that guy's fat. He's broke. He's miserable. I'm like, that really sucks because he needs me more than any of these guys. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so my little daughter gave me that as a gift of me healing helping him mm. that was uh you got out of the hospital you know laying in a hospital bed with her whatever come home me and my wife both sore throat cough like ah she got us <laughs> she'll remember that though she'll remember you laid with her there yeah yes yeah, it's worth it it is definitely worth it yeah. So she's doing okay. Yeah, she's she, now she's running around the house. She still got a little cough, but she just looks great. It was crazy for like five days. She was just a blob, like a lethargic blob, like a, just a shell of a the kid that she was. You know, like no smiling, no talking, just sitting there mm -hmm. staring at the wall. You know, we get we, we took her to the hospital. Um, her oxygen saturation was at seventy. And stupid us, we went up to the mountains. She's kind of sick, so we're like, "Wow, we got an Airbnb." We went up to the mountains at elevation. Little did we know, mm. I made it way worse. So then, you know, in the middle of the night, I I just saw her like she's breathing so fast and uh, and kind of like struggling a little bit, but making some <coughs> like weird noises. And I was like, "That's not good." I've been a paramedic for fifteen years. I'm like, I would be running that one code three to the hospital for sure. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went to the hospital seventy percent. She was just not in a good place, and you know, kids will and kids will crash fast because they can they can hang in there a long time. Yeah, they'll just crash really quick. So, um, yeah, that that was kind of scary, man. I'm glad she's doing okay. That's that's scary. I know. Whenever my my son's in, crazy, so energetic, and whenever he gets sick like that, it's really scary to see their personality change that much. Yeah, you know, whenever they just want to lay on the couch, they're not making yeah. fun of you. They're not dancing and not punching the balls. You know, they're just laying there on the couch, fine. It's like, man, something's wrong right now. Yeah, yeah, that's like it's like me right now. I'm sick. I'm like yelling way less. Like we're having this conversation. <laughs> like, what's Still wrong? yelling a lot more than me. It's fine, but like, what's wrong with Kyle? He seems low energy. And then anybody else no. listening to this is like, that's low energy. What? What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sh I'm sure you bring it. I remember. Yeah, man. No, you're 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 plenty high energy, bud. No worries. <laughs> you feel no worries at all. So you still doing jujitsu? Oh man, well, I haven't gone back in a while. I got once I got that ringworm for like five months. Uh, it wouldn't go away. I had I, I had it on my neck, down my back, turned into these oof. pussy lumps. I was just like, are you serious? So it's still there a little bit. Like I still have it. There's like three little bumps on the back of my neck. I don't think Damn. it's ringworm anymore. I think it's like. Um, just like hair follicles that are kind of infected. But yeah. I got ringwormed out of jujitsu, man. It just like pulled me out. So I haven't gotten back yet. Um, Same place. I won't mention it. I remember that was a sticking point. Dude. Yeah. Same <laughs> place, man. Yeah. Well, that's some, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm still going. I, I, I think it depends on whether your gym has light or not. Like if your gym has a lot of sunlight into it, then it kind of kills all the bacteria. But if like there's a lot of jujitsu gyms that are underground or in basements and stuff that has no light and it kind of lets all that stuff fester and yeah. grow and infect. Yeah. yeah. I think I had some of it <laughs> from uh when I was like rolling with some other buddies and then mm -hmm. I, I think it got into my hair follicles and shit. And just like <laughs> I probably just spread it to the world, dude. Like oh like all the ringworm in Southern California is probably from me. It's like <laughs> I just spread it. So I'm, I'm the spreader, but uh, 
but yeah, so we've just been doing the early morning gym with uh, Whitney, and then Parker quit wrestling. He said, he's like, if, if I cannot quit wrestling, I'm like, no, man, you finished where you started. He's like, I'll go to the gym with you every single morning. I go, seven days a week? He's like, absolutely. I was like, you got yourself a deal. Hell yeah. So now we get him up at like 5.15 every morning and bring him to the gym with us before school. That's awesome. So is this like a um, community gym, like a... It's like a crunch, it's got like a crunch fitness. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, I've been working out with my son. Um, he's eight for about in about 6 a.m. every morning for about 120 days. No way. It was, yeah, it was random. But he goes to he, My wife does CrossFit. He goes to kids CrossFit twice a week. And he was so jacked up this one. He's so pumped up in the summer this past uh, this past year. We went, we're shooting basketball. He's like, Dad, check check this out. He just gets on the ground. He does a hundred burpees in a row, which is like, that's I would want to kill myself. Yeah, like on the kid. on the pavement in the hot. And I'm like, dude, that's amazing. And then he starts doing sit ups and all this stuff. He's just so amped up. And he's like, Dad, we should work out every day for a year. Just randomly yeah. said it. Yeah. So I'm like, I am not gonna battle this at all. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, you got yourself a deal. And he's like, let's do a spit off. So we spit on our hands, shook hands. <laughs> And we've been doing it every day. For, we're at like day like 120 right now. Um, you know, the enthusiasm isn't the same every single day. Yeah. As yeah. I'm sure you know. Yeah, it's good. But, uh, learning uh, sticking to things when it sucks. It usually does. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so what we're, are we doing? around – what's that? Like what do we – like what we could teach our kids to smile through the suck, man. That That's it. Like that's it. Like – why do people hire me to work with me? They're like, hey, help me smile through sucky situations and do shit when I don't want to. Like, that's what we're doing, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's it's a depussification process. It's like, I've been weak. I haven't been follow, following through. I can't get myself to do it. Please make me. You know, that's what, that's what we do. Cap have someone hold your hand and pull you, the, dude. Help pull you the rest of the way. I do the same shit though, like because as you, there's levels in life. Nobody's good at getting themselves to do everything good. You know, for me, it's focused work, man. Sitting down and like mm. writing a chapter of my book, bro. That ADD is kicking. But when I have a coaching group, that's like, I've said I was gonna finish this thing by the end of this week, and I have to show up, and they're gonna be like, hey, did you do it? What you said you were gonna do? I would rather die, slit my own throat, than show up without doing it. So, like, that's the power of these men's groups, you know? Absolutely. So you're writing a book? Yeah, writing a book, creating a course, finishing my album this year. Um, like, we're, I'm doing a shit ton this year. Like, what, Are you allowed to tell me what the book's about? Yeah, it's just, it's just what's helped me. Like, everything that I've learned to get me to this place where um, – I'm 42 with five kids and my mind feels great. My spirit feels great. My relationships are amazing. My kids admire me. Um, I make great money. I wake up excited to face the day, even on the shitty days. I'm able to push through when I don't want to do shit. Um, I'm disciplined and committed and consistent. And so how did I get here? You know, a lot of times people have questions. How do you have this relationship with your wife with all this stress and all the shit that you do? How do you get so much done? How do you keep the body amidst all the stress? How do you control the food intake? Like just little things that have helped me in my life, get me here that I teach my guys, you know? Excellent. Looking forward to reading that, man. Yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be done in, it's supposed to be done first quarter. So I got my work cut out for me, bro. Yeah, I, that's, um, it can be tough, especially whenever it's, you know, early, early morning, your brain isn't working to kind of sit down and try to type something and nothing's coming into your head. Dude, I quit. I quit uh, the Zins too, the, the nicotine pouches. Okay. I'm a, I'm a fireman. Yeah. That's what we do. Like we don't sleep. We just pop a little nicotine pouch, you know? So like, that's just life. But mm -hmm. uh, like two months ago, I was like, man, this shit kind of owns me. I was like. Goodbye. And uh, that was like my ADD focus medicine, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, shit. That was like 10 times harder to focus. So, mm. uh, that's good. It's good. Yeah. Get harder. I saw one of your posts. You were talking about guys finding their purpose. You know, sometimes 
guys feel a little bit lost <laughs> in life, and they, you know, they they think about what they want their life to look like. They, they're not sure. You know, maybe they're middle aged, and they're just kind of looking around, and things aren't what they thought they would be, and they just feel lost. Yeah, man. And are you? Do you run into that in your conversations with every, guys every day? Every day. That's why. That's why people reach out. They don't know what to do. They just feel stuck. They're they're in the they're in the darkness, and they don't know which way to go. What they don't know is any way is a good way. But instead of they're in the darkness, they sit down with their hands in their face and they cry and they don't do anything. But the key is to pick a direction and start walking. That's it. That's your answer. But what if it's the wrong way? <laughs> You'll find out. You'll run into a wall. But you won't know until you start walking that way. You know. And then, you know, some of my guys get so amped, they start sprinting, they'll run into that wall. They're like, okay, shit, broke my nose. Let's go this way. Run to another wall. And I'm like, damn, this dude's on fire. Like, we're going to get out of this pit real quick, you know? And, uh, and then they find their way. But, you know, and that obviously that, that clip about purpose was simplifying purpose, like just what men want. Yeah. You know, it's just, it just what men want. We want we want to grow in money. We want to grow in our relationships. We want to be physically able. We want to look good. We want to feel good. We want to be better tomorrow than we were today. We want to make more money. We want to have better sex. We want to be better dads. You know, we want to have more impact. Like anything you can do that goes that direction, you're going to feel good about it. And what does that come down to? Personal development, skill building. Like making yourself just more valuable human, mm -hmm. you know, like when you know shit, people like to be around you when you're good at talking to people and you just are able to talk philosophy in life. Like people like to be around you. That's valuable. You know, if you give good life advice because you've been through some shit, it's very valuable. You know, you become wise through going through things in your life. And so if you're not exposing yourself to difficult situations, it's very hard to become a wise, valuable human. That's true. And that's, um, uh, that's kind of a, something that happened with not just the generation above us, but a lot of times there's that retirement mindset where you, you work your job, you retire, and then it's, all right, well, now I'm done. You know, now, it's, well, now I'm on the easy road and life is kind of over. You know, life is here to give me pleasure. And that scares me a little bit. You know, I just, I, always, I never want to, I think that's, that scaring me kind of keeps me moving because I just never want to be that. I never want to be an older person who I have kids, I have grandkids, and I'm just kind of quietly sitting in the corner and with nothing to offer people. You know, I, I want to be someone that people come to talk to and I can help. Like the older I get, the more I should have to give people. Like I should be able to share more wisdom. I should be able to ha share more resources, yeah. you know, hook people up with opportunities. And I feel like that's, for whatever reason, that's not a common thought. Like uh, most older people, at least um, that are, that I know, okay, you know, that's, it's not the priority. It's not like, okay, I'm, the older I get, the more I can serve people, the more I can help those around me. And that's, that's kind of what drives me a little bit. It's like, I, yeah, I never want to go in that direction. I agree, dude. And, and like, really, what is this? Like, if you know how to make money, you're always going to be able to help people, and they're always going to be interested, and you're always going to feel valuable. If you can help people have better bodies, be more healthy, look better, you're always going to be valuable. Like, if you can help people with their relationships, have better marriages, and be better fathers, you're always going to be valuable. It's like, you'll, you'll always have that. And so... I mean, you just can't learn enough about that. You just, there's just no peak to the mountain. Just keep working on that. And you'll always have the ability to impact and serve people, no matter how old you are, you know? But you got to live it. You got to live it. I know a lot of people that are older, they didn't spend their time learning about relationships, that's for sure. All they did was mm -hmm. argue with their wife and kind of be miserable most of their life and just grit their teeth and hold their breath trying to get through their marriage. They didn't learn shit. It's like just because someone's been married for 40 years doesn't mean they know anything, man. It's like in the firehouse, they say time on the job doesn't necessarily mean time on the job. 
It's like sitting in the in one of the chairs watching movies all day. That doesn't make you a better fireman, you know? <laughs> no. Yeah, and a lot of parents say that too. It's, you know, I've I've been, you know, I have kids that are, I have grandkids, I have kids that are 20 years old. I can give you advice on this, but it's like, yes, you know, you should be able to. You know, that's that's the goal. It's the older you get, the more wisdom you can you can impart to people. But it's especially with fatherhood because I focus on that so much. Um, it's really apparent how like every single thing you say to your kids, every single thing they watch you do, just molds them into who they are. And if you're not intentional with that every single day, then you're either creating you're either creating this you know creation you want to hang out with and watch and you know into someone who's strong and great, or you're kind of but really building something that won't be successful in the world. Um, and I can see you just living it with your family. You know, I saw the other day you posted a picture of your family. Everyone's ripped. How does this, like, how do you transfer what you're working with men to, say, your sons? Like, it, how how do you involve them? It's energy, bro. It's just fire. Like, like you hang out with me. Like, if you if anyone came and lived with me, you're going to be fucking ripped. You're just going to be. You, you can't help it. Like that is the energy that I provide. You will be so fired up to fucking attack life that you won't be able to help it. No one can. That's my skill set. That's my superpower. Like you, you are in my presence. You're gonna want to level up. That's it. And we're gonna do it together. And we're gonna go on the fucking attack every fucking day. Like that's just <laughs> that's how we roll. So my kids are just surrounded by that energy. I don't. I don't compel them to do anything. I don't force them to do anything, you know, other than not being a sh like disrespectful shitbag because <laughs> they'll be fighting or whatever. Like my rules are, oh, yeah. like, don't don't be disrespectful to each other. Like that's pretty much it. Like I don't control what they eat. They eat fucking cereal and crackers and bagels and shit. Like they're all ripped. Why? Because I cook dinner and my well, my wife and I, mostly my wife. But it's like a lean protein, a potato with like minimal oil and like a vegetable. And the meat's salted real nice and cooked good. Kids are brought up, brought up with that. <coughs> they love it. So after dinner, they might have some cereal. But my kids are active. They ride skateboards. They wrestle. They play water polo. Like mm. they've been brought up athletes moving. They love yep. it because they've just been exposed to it. They don't really play much video games. They don't watch much TV. I also don't control that. Now, if I see them like on a Saturday, been on their computer for four hours, I'll be like, bro, really? You've been sitting there for four hours. Are you going to do something? And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I should probably get up. You know, like, I'll do that. But, like, no compulsion here. It's all leadership and inspiration and energy. Leading by example. Yeah, man. And and, and it's not just example. It's It's like... Like when you show up to your kids, like I'm putting on a show and like, to me, it's just natural. I'm just, I like to have fun. I like to goof around. I like to be like the center of attention to my sons. Like I like to be that guy. Yeah. So they, they, they feed off of it and you know, I'm, I'm a motivational speaker in my house, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and they admire it and they, and then they, they see the results. Like they watched me build this company in two years. Like they watched it. Like they watched me get up the ass crack of dawn, do my studying, do my work and go to the gym every day. They see it. They're like, my dad just shows up, shows up every day. And he's, and he's stoked on life. Like, I want to be happy like that. I want to be excited about life. I want to make progress. That's what they want too. So they see what I'm doing and then they just, they just do it. That's important, man. That's important because a lot of people think there's a uh, the thing to do. There's like a the phrase to say or the the one thing you have to do to uh, to get your kids to do something. But it, no, it's a lot more than that. It's it's the best way for you to be a great parent is for you to work on yourself and become a better person. That's not an easy answer, but unfortunately, that's the that's the right one. I think. Yeah, dude. If you're telling your kids to do anything that you're not doing, you're you're a piece of shit, dude. Like, stop, <laughs> stop it. Like, if you if your kids are like doing jujitsu or something, and like you're yelling at them in, in a jujitsu meet match, what do you call them? I don't know. Uh, uh, uh yeah, a roll, <laughs> roll, rolling. 
tournament. Nathan's doing a tournament. You ain't even like pushing yourself to work out hard at the gym. Like you haven't been out of breath in a long time. That like panic feeling where you're working out, pushing past some serious like breath panic when your kid's getting smashed by some other kid and he's he's like guppy breathing like a fish. And you're like, come on, get up, get up, get up. Just shut up. Go get in the corner, sit on your hands and shut up. Either that or go go run like 20 sprints till you can barely breathe and then throw up in the bushes. Then you can start yelling at your kid. But if you ain't doing that, then just shut up. You have no right. Benton, that's a lot of it. That's a lot of uh, a lot of guys you see out there, a lot of fathers, which is why I think they need to find people like you that get their asses moving. Yeah, it's just out um, of alignment. And they're like, why am I so miserable? And you're like, dude, because you, you're out of alignment. You're like telling your son to do all this shit. You're not doing anything, and you know it. You know you're being a bitch. Like, you can't help that voice in your head that's like, really, bro? You're a hypocrite. You're just like, oh, damn. Yeah, how do you deal with that? What's your advice to guys, you know, dealing with that inner voice that's tearing them down, that saying, hey, you, you, you preach this, but you're actually doing this. And I think that's what you call being in alignment, right? Yeah, make some moves, man. Like, action is the antidote. Movement is the magic. You have to move. Like, that That will cure everything. You don't have, you, you don't have to do anything perfect. You just have to be trying. That's it. Like, you do not, you don't, you don't, you do not have to be performing at a high level. You just have to be trying. Like if you're a fat dad and you're like, damn, I've been yelling at my kid in football, but I don't do anything. Bro, you go walk a lap and you're out of breath. Like you just earned it. You earned it. That was hard for you. Perfect. You pushed yourself. Like you're in the game, dude. You're in the game. You don't have to be this like super good athlete. Like you don't have to be jacked and ripped. Like get there, work on it. But <laughs> like, if you're in the game, you're in the game. You're a good dad. I don't care if you're 300 pounds. If you're setting an example for your kids and now you're 298 pounds, God bless you, bro. You're killing it. I'm proud of you. You see? Because you get a lot of times these guys think, man, oh, it's just too far away. You know, the top of the mountain. There ain't no top of the mountain, bro. Like, you're just always going to be working. Just accept the fact that it's always going to be hard. You always have work to do. You're always going to have to show up every day and just enjoy it, man. That's, yeah, I think that's part of it. That's tough. It's the fact that there's always going to be work to do, that there's always going to be a struggle. And I hear you talk about suffering a lot in your in your videos. Um, what is the importance of guys accepting the suck in suffering? Why do you talk about that so much? Well, if you think about it, anything that you want that makes life better is going to require suffering down to your relationship with your wife. It's going to require you to eat some crow and bite your tongue, right? That's suffering. You're going to sit there and suffer sometimes where you're angry and frustrated. You're just going to have to shut the fuck up and suffer. And if you want to get this fat off your body and your lower back, you're going to have to be hungry. You're going to have to suffer. If you're drinking too much or you have other addictions or you're looking at porn all the time, you're going to have to sit in your suffering in order to stop that shit to become a better man, to become more in control of your life, to stop sedating yourself with those things. Sedation or suffering. Some people are like, well, I'd rather sedate. Well, you're gonna have a shitty life and you're gonna be weak as fuck and you're gonna get no respect from yourself or anyone else around you. So that's what's on the line here with your life. A life of zero respect, zero integrity, or a life of suffering where you're living your hero's story. Choice is yours. We can go as deep into that suffering as we want. It's up to you, but the deeper you go, the more benefits you get. Now, don't let me fool you. I am also a bitch. At a certain level, I'm scared to go deeper. So I have the same issues. I'm just at a different place than different people. I don't even like saying ahead or behind. It's just different. My life is different. I have different challenges that I'm working on. You know, like what I, I talked about earlier, doing focused work is very hard for me. I'm still addicted to food. Like you see me, man, like I'm 42. Yeah, I'm jacked. I got abs. Cool. But I still, I still like to like utilize where I'm at and still eat a little more than I should because I can get away with it. I still like to do that. So I'm I'm still battling this spiritual battle of addiction to things that I don't need, that I know are hurting my spirit. And 
Mm-hmm. I could be stronger. I could have more self-respect. I could have more power that I'm pulling from the universe in my words if I just lean in a little more. That's why I quit the nicotine. So I was like, mm-hmm. I had this inclination. Like, what if you could just take that away? Well, I'm like, well, it's it's not tobacco. It's not cancer-causing. It's, it's a nootropic. You know, it helps me focus. I got the ADD. But I was like, yeah, but it kind of owns you. I was like, shit. So I went down, I went, I've got a hundred dollars worth of those little pouches and threw them in the trash. My wife had just bought them for me. She's like, what are you doing? I I just heard it, man. I heard the voice and it was undeniable. And so here we go. Mm. And, uh, and so, you know, so, so I'm going to sit in suffering because it's an easy way to get through some of those hard moments in the day (coughs) to just get a little little scratch of the itch but the more you can live without scratching that itch the more of a powerful man and powerful leader you become because if you can ultimately suffer then you can ultimately lead there really is like the, the greatest leader will be the one who can suffer the most meaning the one who sets the greatest example will be the one who can suffer the most the one who's the most productive who can su- is the man that can suffer the most the one with the greatest results will be the man that can suffer the most. The, the man who is the most valuable will be the man who is most dependable will be the man that can suffer the most. That's not a narrative you hear a lot of places, Kyle. That's quite the opposite. That's because we're surrounded by pussies <laughs> that are trying to take the easy road because we are always looking for comfort. And comfort will make you miserable. That's, that's a... Uh... Yeah, you wouldn't get an ad on a Super Bowl, I don't think. <laughs> we'll see. Just wait. But um, just wait. <laughs> yeah, right after the Doritos commercial. <laughs> um, that's true, man. It's I. I always feel my worst when worst when I tell myself I deserve something. You know. Look at those it's, guys playing in the Super Bowl. Those men know how to suffer. Look, yeah, they're heroes. They're gods among men. They suffer. Anybody, any hero story, any movie that you watch, there's suffering involved. We love that shit. We respect it. I love it, man. Well, I'm going to leave it at that, Kyle. That's a perfect place, powerful spot to <laughs> to end with you. And I'm so happy we were able to do this. Thank you for being flexible, and I'm glad your daughter's doing okay. <laughs>